Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hey everyone, I'm your host Chris Sands, and today I'm joined by Brad West from Zool Beer Company out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Thanks for joining me, Brad. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. So let's start out with just since it's such a cool name, the we'll start out with the story of where Zool came from. Uh, yeah, sure. So it's kind of a three part thing. Um, we and we're we're very young. I mean, we we didn't even come up with the concept of Zool until January of nineteen. And so we actually, um, I was an investor in a previous brewery uh, in town and just wanted to do my own thing. And um, friends Seth and Bentley, um, we kind of met over at a, a local beer bar. And, you know, we were all kind of tasked with bringing names to the table. And we actually had a, we, we had this model that we thought about doing was just doing like a, a pop-up model where we didn't really have a tap room. We would just do random pop-ups here and there and do you know, do, do canned releases. Um, but obviously that was a bad idea. So we, we didn't, um, proceed with that, but, uh, you know, we had, yeah, this that seems like one of those models would, it sounds cool until you start putting that work into what it would take. And then the lack of, uh, profit of not having the tap room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so, uh, we had this, you know, we all kind of had this list of names that we brought to the table and, Pretty much the last one on the list that we saw was was Zool, and we were all like, you know, what is Zool? And so that's kind of uh, it. It is kind of meant to be asked, uh, what is Zool? Um, kind of this mysterious thing that we, we kind of let lay there, but um, um, it's kind of a three part. Uh, you know, partly from Ghostbusters, we're all in the '80s pop culture, and you know, kind of some of that. So Zool was you know spelled differently, Z U U L, um, and then. Um, it was a character on my favorite video game in the '90s, Diablo, and then okay. um, and then it's got a pretty cool urban dictionary meaning. I'll let people look up too. So, <laughs> is that not not safe for work meaning? No, it's fine. It's oh, just okay. like a, it's it's hard to say in words. It's like cool oh, okay. in a bad kind of way, bad and cool. It's easier to read, I guess, though. But so, are are you still involved with that other brewery? Or I'm not. No. Okay. No. I, yeah, I I love um I love Zool's imagery and branding and it, the the um I was wondering is so is the is the cat skull's name Zool or is that not, no it's not I mean, it doesn't have a name or anything it's just the the skull head that we we chose you know it's kind of an owl I think it's like an owl skull technically from the okay um what our artist kind of rendered and just kind of made it ourselves you know so um we kind of we use an artist out of Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, name's uh, Justin Cameron, um, Angry Blue, on Instagram. He's a really good, uh, good dude. He's, he does some incredible work for us. Uh, so we're happy to have him part of you know part of our team there. So now we have the story of the name out of the way. Let's rewind a little bit. And how did you? I mean, I guess since you you were previously you were invested in another brewery, but how did you get into craft beer to begin with? To the road of wanting to open a sure. brewery? Yeah, it's we don't have this. It's kind of funny. I, I feel bad a little bit because we don't have this big lineage of you know. You talk to Tampa brewers or like the Florida brewers, and they're like they all came from Cigar City or you know like this long history of brewing and and background in the beer industry. But we just we're, we're all fresh to it. Um, I, um, initially got a, probably got into craft beer and probably 2011, there was a craft beer market here that opened up and we used to go there a lot, uh, still do. Um, and, um, uh, then got into, you know, my wife got me like a craft beer box back in the day, you know, like the, the random one, once a month you get 12 different beers or something. And it was, you know, but uh, I guess I, I made a trip up to other half. I think it was 2016 or 2017. I can't remember. And that's really kind of when I fell in love with IPAs and, and 
you know, that was just kind of enlightening this different level of craft beer that they you know, were able to, to create. And, uh, so that was just fascinating with that. So, um, that trading market, you know, just kind of random stuff. I, I wasn't, um, like I said, I don't have a lineage in craft beer really. Um, Bentley, my business partner, he's been a home brewer for several years. He's young. I think he's 28 or 29. Um, and he's, uh, you know, his, his was just homebrewing background for like 12 Do years. Do you happen to know how he first homebrewed? On, on a, just on a stove. I mean, pot, you know. Like uh, it wasn't with a Mr. Beer? Um, he, just, he probably had some old, okay. some, some, you know, beer and bag stuff. He's, he's, he's young though, so. There, there are so many people that uh, I've interviewed that start out saying that the first time they brewed was someone gave them a Mr. Beer as a gift. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, how many breweries in the country have gotten their start with a Mr. Beer kit? I don't know. That's uh, it's something I'll find out from him and let you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's, you know, he was, um, you know, just homebrewing for years and and um, he was kind of, he didn't really do IPAs or lagers. He was, a, he was in the, um, um, like full mixed culture stuff. And so he had like in his apartment, he had like 200 fermentations, active fermentations. <laughs> and, uh, so he had barrels and bottles, all kinds of shit. Just, you know, can I, oh, can I say that? Yeah. Uh, uh kind of just lying around the place, you know, and, uh, he's got a funny story. He'll tell about it where he actually lives above a, pole dance studio and he was out of town one day and his landlord called him and said that it was like raining beer down on the pole dancers like during oh jeez <laughs> where, where he had uh something you know just kind of uh just fermentation gone wrong and it was just kind of funny but um uh he can tell a story a lot better than i can but uh you know uh, his his background was was kind of in that and that's where he was wanting to do a lot of the uh, mixed firm stuff and we still have in you know aspirations to do that uh i don't know when we will get into it but um we've um you know he's just done a incredible job of you know kind of growing and make it mixed firm is weird it's one of those things it keeps seeming like it's right on the verge of taking off and then it just stalls out for some reason yeah it's i mean it's uh, it's not something that I mean. I guess I mean I love it, uh, but oh yeah, the I the there are some breweries making some amazing ones, but it, yeah. I I almost wonder if the popularity of heavily fruited sours and like people calling mixed firm sour beers like so people who like heavily fruited sours and they try mixed firm expecting like a sour to be a heavily fruited sour and then being completely turned off is what hurts it from like completely taking off. But it's, I think it's a very, um, underrated style of bear of beer. Yeah. Those are my favorite. I mean, I like the non fruited, uh, for the most part, um, in that realm, but I mean, I like, yeah, it, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think that's, I think I've seen a shift a little bit in the sours and like we've seen it and, think people really care about sour or how sour a beer is anymore it's just yeah. it tastes good and that's i mean that that's you know it's just we're we flirt mostly in the realm of pastry and tropical stuff as far as our our sours you know sours go but um yeah so what what was the catalyst to make zool happen man it's it's just so new. I, I, I don't know. It's like, it's crazy how quickly it came together. Uh, like I said, we decided on a name January. Of, actually, I met Bentley December of 18, literally a month before that. Okay. Uh, was my friend Seth brought, brought him to me. So an IPA and I really liked it, you know? And, and, um, so we, I don't know, we just kind of decided in January and then it's like, yeah, let's kind of look for a building or whatever and see if we can find something. And then literally the very first building we went to, in March, like early March, we fell in love with it. That's where we're at now. It's a 1960s Volkswagen dealership. And nice. <laughs> um, so it's got these like really gorgeous wraparound windows and really cool facade. And, um, 
uh, we literally like it was March, early March. Talked to the landlord, put an offer on it the next week, and he basically held it for us for like a year. And um, then we just started the whole process with the bank, and that took forever. And then COVID slowed everything down because we, you know, we were supposed to close on our loan like end of February of 2020. Oh, jeez! And then it was like right at you know when everything kind of went crazy, and then so all then all the PPP stuff jumped ahead of us, and. So we actually didn't close our loan until May of 20. That's when we started the demo. So we started the demo of our building, full full demolition, everything on the inside, full gut. And um, so all new plumbing, electrical, HVAC, everything. And that May of 20 was the demo, and we opened October of 20. So that was just okay. a, it was a very quick turnaround. And, you know, we, we just celebrated our two-year anniversary and uh you know had a festival also back in october and which i hear was an amazing time it was man it was uh we were blown away by the support and uh really just the turnout of everybody you know um, it was it went way better than we anticipated you know for for a first year fest anyways so yeah i i've been told that that is going to be one of the marquee festivals that the well, first one was so good that good to hear. <laughs> that, uh, that, that that is the one to put on the calendar every year from now on. Yeah, we've already got a date for next year. It's going to be a, uh, one week later, so it's going to be on Halloween weekend, which is going to coincide with our anniversary. Okay. And so we'll have an anniversary week, and the festival will kind of be the basically the culminating mm-hmm. event of it. Um, and we're adding – I think we're going to add a handful uh, – I think we're going to – maybe add 10 or 15 breweries and about 200 people. Uh, so it, it, we had some room. Uh, I've got a promo video uh, that we just got back that you'll be able to see. We'll, we'll post it here soon. That's gonna, that kind of shows the grounds and everything. And so we've got some room to add people and, and it was just a incredible time, man. I mean, you had a, you had a decent number of breweries this year too, right? Yeah. We had 55. Yeah, I was going to say there year. were, there were a lot there. Yeah. I think 51, 50 or 51 were able to make the trip and actually, you know, represent. And so it has a great turnout and we're going to do it bigger next year. So, Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs or one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. So how did... You become so big so fast. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like big from like from a reputation standpoint, because you kind of went from zero to like one of the uh, most hyped breweries in the country well, quickly. <laughs> news does, I guess, but uh, <laughs> um, not. I uh, it, it's been it's just been wild, man. Like um, been a lot of traveling. My wife and I travel a lot, and like it's just what are we. You know, just kind of fostering relationships and building, you know, these connections with friends we've met and then like getting invited. We got invited to Pontoons Festival was our first one, really. Like our first main festival was yeah. Pontoon yeah. 2021. Were you were you connected in that group before Zul or is that how you were you got into being friends with? Uh, no not at all i don't know it was like like i said it's kind of baffled at how it happened a little bit um <laughs> you know i went to 
you know, traveled to, we, we would do an annual trip or sometimes twice a year to other half. And so I met Jarrah's a long time ago, Jarrah's and Anthony and, and, um, kind of knew them a little bit, but then, um, we, it kind of all started. I don't remember how, I think it was our distributor was friends with, I don't know, somehow our beer ended up in front of Levi, uh, at untitled, at, you know, funk factory. And, um, Mike from microphone was with him. And so somehow our beer just ended up in front of him one day and like invited us up for a collab. And that was April of 2021. So like shortly after we opened. And, uh, so then it just kind of, we got invited to pontoons festival and met some just really awesome people and kind of just got connected in, in that scene there. And now it's like twice a two or three times a month is a festival that we're traveling to. And it's yeah. just, uh, you know, it, it's just a lot of fun and just crazy to be included with these just incredible people that we've met, you know, over the last couple of years. That's, um, that's something I often wonder how all of you are able to survive that. <laughs> how, how many different festivals there are that everyone's traveling around to every year. Yeah. Yeah. This past weekend, um, Seth went down to Maverick town. I'm branded. Um, but that was like my first, I've had literally like two weekends home since August. So it's, it was really nice, uh, chilling this weekend and not doing anything. So what, um, is there a certain t- types or styles of beer that Zul focuses on or that you're known for? Yeah. I mean, we really, I mean, we, if you look at our board, uh, our, our, we have some pretty cool cu- t- custom tap menus that, um, uh, that Seth's created. He's very uh, talented in that, in that realm. So we use, a you know, we use a, a little USB stick computer and Google slides. And, we, you know, he, he creates these really beautiful, elegant menus on, on, uh, in Photoshop. But, uh, we really, I mean, if you look at those boards, I mean, it's just, it's fruited IPA lager and dark. So it's, I mean, it's really all we focus on is IPA, sours, lagers, and stouts and a barley wine here and there, you know, but it's, um, that's kind of, that's about about all we do. We have eight IPAs on all the time usually. And, you know, yeah, I, um, it was perfect timing. Uh, just recently a friend of mine gave me a rhymes like dimes. Um, I drank that last night. That was a phenomenal beer. I had I hadn't tried that because I can't remember what I tried of yours at the Mortalis Luau, but I, I I think it was I think it was a fruited sour. Yeah, I don't remember what we sent up there for that. That was a fun time. Um, but I had but, I had a rhymes with dimes last night. That was a great great beer. Yeah, we uh that one we you know <laughs> can kind of say about that you know how people heard about us I guess was we won uh, gold at world beer cup, uh, in hazy IPA category, like one of the most entered with that beer. And it's just like, uh, I mean, we, we could not have dreamt that we would have won that, you know, that category, especially. Yeah. And then that's just, uh, it's kind of catapulted a lot of things and, and, uh, we've greatly, you know, we've, we started with a hundred barrels of fermentation capacity and now we're up to 280, um, already. So it's, it's uh it's been a big increase over the last year Uh, that was one of my next questions uh what uh what size brew house uh do you have yeah we have a oversized 10 uh, okay so just a two vessel oversized 10 barrel that um i think it's like a 20 barrel mash ton and a 15 barrel kettle Um, but we started out with six tens and two twenties and so everything's you know single double triple batched or whatever um now, so we've got a we've got a, a lager tank and some bright tanks that we do just for lagering uh, or blending for sours or whatnot. But yeah, it's a everything. It's still a ten barrel system that we do a lot of a lot of brewing on. Is um is rhymes like dimes your would you consider that like your flagship beer? Is that um, no? I would actually paper crowns is probably our flagship. It's okay. Uh, uh, Citra and Citra Cryo, uh, hazy. That's uh, six point eight. Here, Citra's so, good. 
yeah. So, I mean, we use Citroen about everything. Probably yeah. 95% of our beers have Citroen in it. Um, just an incredible hop that just we love. And I think, every, you know, everybody loves it. And do you, do you do a lot of actually scrolling through your Instagram? You do you do a decent amount of fruited sours. Yeah, we've we've started you know kind of in this realm of gluten free sours, if you will. Um, the margarita, mango yeah, that one's really, amazing. Really good. <laughs> one. Um, we're starting to do those a lot. We're going to do a cranberry margarita here coming up for Christmas time, um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, we just tinker around and, you know, the fruited realm and usually just what dessert we like or what, uh, you know, what are these other breweries doing that we find, you know, fascinating and we kind of just make it our own, figure out what works best. Have you seen the popularity of those dying off at all or is that still going strong? Um, maybe a little, maybe so on the crazy I don't know the ones that are super, uh, super thick and and um, the smoothie style. Well, we still do a lot of those. I don't know. I mean, we we have a crazy demand for them, and whenever we post, when everybody comes in, so it's. I, I don't know if I've seen a drop off. Um, definitely, just increase in loggers is probably the most. I guess the the biggest change that I've seen lately. It's funny listening to people who were like just discovering good loggers for the first time. They've like only been in the craft beer for two, two or three years, where it was nothing but hazies and yeah. and fruited sours. And honestly, I was in that room. I mean, I was I, I wasn't a big lager drinker uh, really until I guess probably a year and a half ago, maybe just because of you know. Then it's just it just gets to a point where I need something light, and you know. So I, I'm I kind of live in the small IPA realm right now, either, you know, 5% pale ales or, uh, or lagers kind of what I love right now. I buy my beer at district East in downtown Frederick, Maryland. They have an amazing selection of local and hard to find beers. And I love the option of making my own mix and match custom six pack. District East is on Northeast street in Frederick in the same shopping center as showroom restaurant and Rockwell brewery. Most weeks, they have over 950 beers in stock. Check out this week's selection at www.districteastbeer.com. McClintock Distilling is Maryland's first and only certified organic distillery, handcrafting gins, whiskeys, vodkas, and cordials from non-GMO organic ingredients in downtown Frederick. Named the best vodka distillery in the country by USA Today. Best gin in the world at the International Spirits Competition and double gold at the World Spirits Competition for bourbon, rye, and gin. Open now for tours, tastings, and classes. Come sample the most awarded distillery in Frederick today. And another cool thing you guys do, so if you're ever, anyone's ever at a festival that Zool's at, they'll be easy to find because they have the life-size gremlin standing on their table. Yeah, we have a couple of those now. We've got Stripe, and then we've got... uh the flasher gremlin too that was the i think you had that one at the uh barrel culture invitational yeah 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 we whenever we drive we take that one because he's easier for the luggage but if we fly then i've got to take a different one a lot of times (laughs) (laughs) you you ever fly flying gremlin and and uh land travel gremlin (laughs) i was always curious what like tsa thinks about seeing a little gremlin in a suitcase you know, do, yeah. do they still do they still make those, or do you have to get those off of eBay? Uh, yeah, they still make them. They're on the. Oh, okay. We got them from some Halloween store, so it's a, actually a puppet. It's a. I mean, it's oh, a, cool. Yeah, so it's uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, did you see RARS, RARS thing lately? No. So they did a gremlin themed. They've got a gremlin themed bar right now. You check check them out. They've got a video. It's pretty awesome. I'll have to look that up. They've got I, like I missed 20 that. That's hilarious. Hanging from the rafters and shit like that. It's really cool. You should send them a cease and desist. Sounds like they're copying <laughs> off you. <laughs> I think we're going to do a gremlin themed beer with them here coming up. Oh, nice. Yeah, we talked to uh, JT this past weekend. So. Oh, yeah. There they have their uh, the flashing one. 
with a cocktail right in front of its crotch. Yeah. <laughs> I um it's amazing how many times I've like forgotten what a movie from my youth was like and then sh- like watched it with my kids and then them either being absolutely horrified or me sitting there thinking like how the hell did my parents allow me to watch this when i was a kid and gremlins was one of those ones we had to turn it off because my then six-year-old was like petrified watching it (laughs) it's a great christmas movie it is i think i'll try i'm gonna try to have them watch it again this year i know what you mean though something like that or like howard the duck you know or you know one of those old movies that's just totally inappropriate and awful like how did we like how do we enjoy that movie back yeah, no. 20 something years 30 years ago that's uh, a good i'll have to i'm gonna have to make them watch howard the duck that's a terrible movie but it's still a great movie <laughs> you know it's kind of a oh it's one of the best worst movies ever made yeah <laughs> yeah so you had um you had mentioned wanting to do mixed firm at some point do you do any barrel aging at all like with your stouts or yeah have you not yeah, we've, we've released a few barrel so we've got a membership program that it's actually about to renew um, this goes on sale next week but it's uh uh with that we did four barrel aged stouts some members got two bottles of each um and that was really it turned out just incredible uh and then we've done two barrel aged stout public releases this year too so we've released six this year and we've got uh we've got around 40 barrels filled with um stouts or maybe like 12 of those are barley wines i can't remember 10 or 12 or barley wine but yeah we'll have a lot more coming up uh next year we've got a lot that we filled middle of this year that that you know we we want definitely want stuff to stay in there a minimum of 12 months um, before we really even fool with it. So, um, yeah. It's like actually barrel age it, not let it just touch the wood yeah, right. and, then, yeah. and dump it out a week later. I mean, some people, will be like, I, we just haven't, we haven't tried any of the younger stuff yet. I mean, it's really all we just try to, it's really just for maybe marketing is at least 12 months kind of thing, you know? So, um, how how large is the brewery, like square square footage wise? Uh, so we started with sixty seven hundred square feet tap room and brewery total, um, and then we just added another sixty four hundred square feet. Early a nice size. Year. Yeah, it's right so right behind it. So it's a little over thirteen thousand square feet that we have, um, and our the back production space is just more tanks and barrels and private event space, distro cooler stuff like that. So what um, what is the first festival that you're going to in 2023 that people so, will be able to see you at? Yeah, so uh, what we're going to uh, we're going up to Buffalo to visit Thin Man on um, doing a collab with them on the 20th. Nice. And we're doing a tap takeover there at their spots. Um, okay. So people in Buffalo will be able to get some of that, and then. Um, the following that's not week. a good time of year to go to buffalo well in case you didn't know yeah we want to go to <laughs> be bill's home playoff game so we're trying to go to like tailgate and, oh uh, nice and you know experience the jump experience. through a flaming table yeah i want to see like three tables minimum broken at, you know while i'm up there <laughs> i have a feeling that you won't be disappointed yeah right <laughs> um but uh now the the then the following weekend i'll be in orlando for um Fate, you know, Fated Kingdom. Um, that's a tacticals festival. Okay. So, and of course, we got a bunch of stuff going on in Tampa Bay Beer Week, and uh, so yeah. Um, do you have anything coming up soon that you're excited about? Um, it's kind of a slower time of year. Yeah, really, I mean, <laughs> really, man. I'm just trying to play catch up on a lot of stuff. To be honest with you, uh, we are actually. Uh, finalizing uh, a lease right now on a second location. Oh, uh, nice. That would be tap room only. Um, it's just a, about 20 minutes, 30 minutes west of our current spot. So um, we're excited about that, of course. And supposed to, it'd be a pretty quick turnaround. It's a pretty turnkey spot, but we're, we're going to just put our touches on it. 
make it as elegant as we can. It already has a bar and yeah. like kind of a tap room already. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't want to get in too much detail with that. Just we've, we haven't totally finalized yet. We're, we're working on the, yeah. on signing the stuff right now, but, um, um, yeah, yeah it's one of those things that until the ink hits the paper, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's definitely not good luck to talk about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, which we actually, we, we were working on a location, uh, a few months ago and the, the grocery chain that was in that, that, location kind of squashed it. it would not allow us to open there so it's kind of funny that's weird yeah can you buy alcohol at a grocery store yeah and, oh that yeah. makes sense then yeah that was just kind of a weird thing but at this next location i think it's 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 a little better um it's gonna be good for us but it's still I'm, messed up i'm excited about that and um you know just some of these sours that we're kind of working through really excited about our barrel program coming up um just to tasted through some barrels here coming up and just really happy with, with where all that's at to be honest with you. Do you have, are your fruited sours on like a series where they're uh, like, they're some, all the same, like a named series that just the flavor are. changes. Okay. Yeah. Te- so we have a techno R series and then, um, we'll the stickers a, are awesome. Yeah. So that's like a, you know, kind of a super fruited neon type sour stuff. And then, okay. Um, so um, when you want to go real crazy, it's the tech noir. Yeah, the, uh, really just fruit. So not really pastry uh, in there. So okay. it's just more of your heavily fruited stuff. Um, and then uh, we have a, a Betty series, which is like a cobbler um, that we're actually we canned yesterday. So we're we'll be releasing that this week. Um, so that's like a blueberry cobbler. So blueberry, brown sugar, cinnamon, oh, nice. graham cracker, vanilla. Uh, so those are those are really good. That's a we've been a blueberry, a blackberry, a peach, and then we've got a couple others that we're planning to do. You know, with that, and we've got a that a margarita series uh, that Isle of. So it's like Isle of Mangoes, or about to be Isle of Cranberries is what we're about to release. You know, so that's like a going to be a margarita sour. Uh, so we do a fair amount of of series, and that's just I don't know if that's because of laziness on our end just trying to <laughs> um you know it's it's tough naming every single beer uh you know something i don't unique. know i i personally like series oh, so I it, 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 it like it gives you especially if like if you're using the same base for everything and you're just changing out the fruit i mean, I mean it makes 100 percent sense and then like if it's a brewery you follow and like you you know what what it's going to be like if if it's done like there's lanes that the different beers are done in yeah yeah we have a so our main ipa series is a is hyfer uh, h-y-f-r and so we've done it's got like this gi joe font that hyfer spelled out in and uh, it's all like different colors of camo so we'll just change the camo color with the, and it's always okay. citra it's like citra plus something so it's a two hot double IPA series. Nice. Yeah. So people know what they're going to get if they exactly, order yeah. a hyphen. might <laughs> not be exactly the same as the last time they had it, but they have yeah. an idea of what it's going to be. Yeah. The most recent, uh, uh, Citra and Vic secret that I think it will actually show up on Tavor this week. Uh, we sent some to Tavor last week. So, um, so you you had mentioned earlier that you in Tennessee you're seeing a huge uptick in loggers also. Yeah, I mean, really, I don't know if it's. I mean, we that was always one of our biggest sellers, anyways. I mean, just okay. maybe where we're at. Uh, you know, I guess IPA collectively probably has more sales. You know, because we have eight different IPAs, but we don't. Yeah. You know, but we have three loggers on right now. We have a. Uh, Toro Yoso is our Mexican lager. We got, you know, we won silver at GABF with that one. Um, and then um, Misery of Consciousness was a Hellas lager collab we did with Resident Culture. That's just phenomenal. It's one of my favorite beers we've done. And then we've got a dark Czech lager called Orloy right now on that we're about to can and come back out with that here next month. But 
Um, yeah, we usually have two or three loggers on all the time, but they've uh, we don't. It's been we're, we're kind of weird. We, we don't see a big demand. Like it's my favorite are those like dark loggers, um, but those don't move nearly as quickly as you know light Hellas or or uh, you know our Mexican logger does. Oh, I had a question and left my head. Huh. Uh, what what is the beer scene down there like? I've actually never been to Tennessee. Uh, we've got a handful of breweries, and I think we're at like 22 or 23 breweries in Knoxville. Okay. Um, Voodoo is actually opening a tap room this weekend. Um, they're doing a, it's like a franchise location for them. Um so we're excited about them coming in. Voodoo is such an interesting brewery to me. It is. I, yeah. I don't, they kind of confuse me. Like, I don't, I think is like, I grew up in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So like, I, like, I've been to like the little dumpy places that they have there. So like, I just think of them as that, as that. Oh, yeah. but then like I've some of like, see any of their stuff. I mean, I've seen some photos of some of the locations look beautiful. Uh, their new location here is massive and it's uh, going to have a food component. It looks really cool. Um, but yeah, we're kind of, I don't know. I would say we're, we're getting there. We're probably, we're still in 2018 maybe. Okay. Uh, on kind of, we've got a lot of your local neighborhood breweries that, you know, are just, happy with that. I mean, you know, there's a lot of American saisons or, or, you know, porters, dry Irish stouts, um, kind of your, your traditional stuff. There's a lot of that. Um, but there, it seems to, we've got a couple of breweries in town that are starting to try to, you know, kind of do some of the stuff that we're doing as far as, you know, heavier on the fruited side or IPAs and pastry stouts, stuff like that. So, yeah, I think I think the only other beer I've had from down there other than yours is pretentious. Yeah. Yeah, so they they do a lot of they do some traditional stuff too, but they do a lot of uh, you know sours and they they're really cool. They're a really cool location because uh, they have a glass blowing shop. Yeah. Well, that's how we started, right? Exactly. Yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. They're good dudes. Yeah, I've only had some of their like really crazy stuff that uh, they're just throwing all kinds of stuff into a sour base. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Is there, is there anything about Zool that I haven't asked you that you want everyone to know? Um, I didn't really think about that. I don't know. Um, You've covered a lot. Uh, I think that, you know, we're, we're going to keep going to festivals and, and um, it's kind of cool seeing our, you know, just being, like I said, being there with these, these breweries that we admire and, um, you know, going up to Mortalis's Fest or, you know, down to festivals in Miami or, you know, it's just, it's just really cool to kind of be included in a lot of this. Uh, to be so honest with you. Kill the Lights will be, is it the 28th next yeah. year? Yeah, it'll be uh, October 28th. Um, we'll make an announcement. I mean, we'll, We'll start teasing breweries and stuff. I, don't, I think tickets will go yeah. on sale probably April or May or something like that. Um, but that is something people should really keep an eye out for because I have heard that that was an absolutely amazing festival. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's uh, we um, we had, you know we've got a long list of notes of stuff we want to do better and and um, but it was like I said it was it far exceeded our expectations for the you know I guess we expected it to go off without a hitch but. We were expecting at the same time uh, having some major issues, but we really didn't have any that that day, and it was really cool. So it was. I can't um, remember. It was either I was either in a wedding that weekend, or it was a weekend my wife was out of town, so I was single parent that I couldn't make it. We'll have to have you have you down next year. I I will block that weekend off (laughs) to make sure that's nothing else. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a good weekend because there's not much. I don't think there's really any other festivals going on, um, or much. So it's should be. Yeah, a good I can't think of anything weekend. that falls on Halloween weekend. Uh, Rheingeist had their rare beer fest that we went to. 
that weekend okay. after ours. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, you know you got burn pile that that earlier in the month and snally of course and uh, four fifty corn maize. We're looking forward to all of those, but um, uh, and then barrel culture. You know, they're, I guess with they will not be having their festival next year. I guess, but unfortunately, uh, yeah, yeah that no. was that was a sad one. Yeah, I agree. That's not that's not one I I saw coming. Same. Yeah, I mean, I love Ethan and Carolina are awesome and just that whole crew. Love those guys. I, um, I know you've answered some of these, but you want to answer some stupid questions real quick before you yeah. have to go? Sure. All right. I don't remember how you answered the first time I asked you, but just in case you answered it wrong, I'll give you a chance to redeem yourself. Who would win in a battle between a ninja and a pirate? I remember we uh, we uh, argued over this for like <laughs> three hours between everybody. Um, I'm still I'm still gonna say pirate. I know I'm wrong. Oh no, eyes. you are right. Yeah, oh. that is the correct answer. At least by my take, everyone else thinks it's a ninja. I fully think it's pirate. Well, I don't remember what I said then. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. maybe they all changed my mind in saying pirate. I don't remember what no, I said. Well, the you, first time. I don't care what you said the first time. You were 100% this time. I, I like <laughs> You pirates. are correct. Speaking what of would pirates, you rather hear uh, first? Oh, sorry, speak, go ahead. Speaking of pirates, we lost a good one today, and Mike Leach sucks. You hear about that? No. Yeah. Um, football coach uh, for uh, I guess Mississippi State. Oh, he's, no. He's, he's like the, he's the, uh, the, self, he's the pirate guy. He's, he's really, really cool dude. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't. Uh, I haven't been online much this morning so i hadn't seen that so what would you rather hear first good news or bad news um i'd probably rather hear good news first i guess that's kind of psychotic like you want to be happy than sad um no because i don't know i think i think i would probably i'm, I'm pretty analytical in the fact that i'm trying to solve oh. something so i would gotcha that way i can just kind of move on toward the problem solving aspect of it maybe if you were a member of the spice girls what would your name be like an existing no like oh. if you were if you were an additional member i mean i guess you'd call me red spice i don't know <laughs> uh i don't know <laughs> ginger spice ginger yeah that's already one though right that's that's already one. Oh yeah you're right i mean i guess you could kick her out and take her name yeah i'd, I'd kick her out if you drop food on the floor, what is the maximum acceptable amount of time before you can still pick it up and eat it? That depends on the food. By like the makeup well, I mean, and well, consistency yeah. like of the food, something you know, crumb like okay. you know, something like you can just pick up, yeah, like a second or two. But you know, if I'm dropping a piece of pizza on the floor that stuff sticks to, yeah, no. What if it's pizza? What if it's crust side down? I mean, yeah, that yeah I could. That's fine. Like, how yeah, long like a, though? A couple seconds. Right. Like I got, I got to be reaching for it as soon as it goes to the ground. You know. So. I think actually scientifically it makes no difference. Probably. Like once it <laughs> hits the ground, I don't think the amount of time adds any transfer. Yeah. Of. <laughs> There's a lot of ifs. A lot of yeah. like you know. There are there are a lot of variables in that question. Yeah. Like, food, what floor is it? What floor is it? Uh, how good is the food? How readily replaced is it? And yeah. your point, the consistency. Yeah. Or if I'm, you know, how late in the evening it is too, you know. Yeah. Early how in many, the morning. How many beers you've had. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's a lot of variables in that question. What would you choose? The ability to fly or a million dollars? A fly. For sure. That's the correct answer. Yeah. Because you could easily make over a million dollars if you had the ability to fly yeah for sure fly is die hard a christmas movie absolutely didn't is it just recently though that um uh willis like posted a video like screaming at people that it wasn't a christmas movie i think really? I, saw I don't know that. i haven't seen yeah. it so he's yeah. wrong too i guess he's wrong i guess yeah if if you needed to hire a plumber for your new location, who would you hire, Mario or Luigi? I'd go Mario. 
you're in the, you're actually in the minority. Really? Most people think Luigi would be the better plumber. He may be the better plumber, but I think Mario's the he's the leader. So <laughs> you, you want the foreman there. I want, not I, want, the, I want the right person there, yeah. Is a hot dog a sandwich? I mean, I guess if I technically think of it, yeah, I would probably say in the sandwich realm, you know, sandwich adjacent, sandwich adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, yeah, this like a footnote of a sandwich, you know, like a different (laughs) as an asterisk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What is the best gift you've ever received? You asked me that last time and I cannot. Oh, did I? I Uh, There was something that. It was kind of sentimental to me, and um, some of it's just advice. You know, you get you get advice uh, on some stuff, and and honestly, I um, maybe this is I'll, I'll I'll shorten the story basically. But um, when I was in college, I took a it was an international business. Uh, I was I majored in business and German, double major, and. Um, I took an international business class, 8 a.m., and I missed too many days, but I aced the class. So I I, um, I was probably a high 90s, but I, I received a D as my grade because in her syllabus, there was a um, attendance clause. Yeah, so like every class you missed is like a half letter or like a letter grade or something. And um, so I missed too many and she would not budge. And I was, you know. I was really tore up about it at the time, but then like I literally took it the next semester and went to every single class, you know, first row, 8 a.m. again and aced the class. And she, you know, then, I, you know, and then I told her that story recently because we kind of came in, con- you know, still stayed in contact. She's been um, uh, she's retired now, but she does. She leads these groups to France every year. He's like tour groups. And um so, but she brings France and Italy and she brings wine and olive oil back. So she sends me an order list every year. And so, and I told her oh, that cool. and I was like the most valuable knowledge, like, like biggest lesson I learned in college wasn't about content or about anything. It was just being dependable and like knowing like that you'll show up for something. And so that's I was just, say, yeah, just show up. Yeah, that was my lesson, you know, that was the biggest gift I would say, like, at least is in my mind of you just got to be dependable and do what you say you'll do. And that's doesn't matter how well you do on content stuff, you know. Iced or hot coffee? Hot coffee. Who would play you in a movie about your life? Man, that's tough. Who would play you? Kevin Smith before he got thin. Now, I don't know. I'll have to find some other fat actor. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. I would. Uh, I would have. To I ha- I actually have a picture in my head of an actor. It looks just like you, Who but I can't me? think of their name. Like they're one of those actors that are in tons of movies as like a supporting role oh yeah but i I can't think of what their name is yeah i i uh i don't know i i don't have a good answer for you on that sorry we'll end on another one hotly debated i know you probably answered this one because this is one of my older ones but does pineapple belong on a pizza uh i'm gonna say yes uh you're absolutely wrong um (laughs) but it still has been a pleasure talking to you today. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Brad, so much for joining me. Uh, where do people go to keep up on everything that's going on with Zool? Yeah. So uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Zool beer, X U L beer. Um, and then we're on Facebook as well, obviously. And then Zoolbeer.com. So, but most everything we post on Instagram. So, I think that's pretty much where beer lives. Yeah. Even though they actively hate breweries, it seems like. Well, we think we've figured out maybe. I've had one post get removed. um, Did you include prices? Yeah. 
Is that um, that seems to be the well? I think it depends though on if you're a business or a creator account. Okay. So, so you've got personal creator yeah. business. So you can't do reels with music. Yeah, if business, you're a business. Right? So, but you can switch back and forth. So when I've we've created stuff with the creator account, if I've posted anything about price or anything selling, then that's when it got flagged. Oh. So now I switch back over to like for our membership that we just posted last week. I switched it back over to business and put the price in there and everything. And no problem. But when you may all, have cracked. Yeah. So you may have cracked the code. Maybe. So uh, at least that's what I've noticed. Everybody that's been flagged or have their posts taken down, they've been creator accounts. Uh, I had never even thought about asking people whenever that happens what what type of account they had their, yeah. their set up as. And you can swap back and forth basically yeah. limited times. The only thing it does, it disconnects your Facebook account. So you have to just remake that connection again. But it's um, uh, that's, what we, that's what I do now. So anytime I, if I need to post pricing on something, which I really, yeah. I rarely do. Uh, it's just for the, for the membership people wanted to know. But yeah. for releases, but we don't ever, you know, we'll say like, just four packs to go. We won't say pricing on anything. Just, just to keep those flags from not, you know, popping up. Yeah, because only really the only thing you lose as a business account, like being a creator account, is you can't have an address in your. It doesn't have a field for address in your uh, bio. Oh really? Yeah. Well, it took mine out. It did. It did. Yeah, your address isn't there. Okay, it is now, but I put I switched it back to the the business account the other day. I haven't switched to creator yet, but, but yeah, that's so maybe, uh, yeah, let's not add it then, then because the Zool Instagram account doesn't have your address there. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. I mean, it's your I, link. I, I see it on the very, very bottom, right below the link, but maybe that's oh, just, yeah, for me. It doesn't, it's well, though I'm, I'm looking at it online. That also looks some different, yeah, but true. that is one of the, that's one of the oh, only okay. things you, that you lose on a creator account, the clickable address to like launch yeah. maps is, yeah, and you can't, so you can link to put like, you can sell stuff on the post itself too with a business, but I, we don't ever do that. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I think that's the, that may be the, the code. Huh? Well, that is, that is good information for any brewery that has been struggling with that, which yeah. is a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's, I, I don't mean, don't, don't take me for my word there, but yeah. that's what I've noticed and it seems to be working. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Brad. Hopefully I can make it down there. Um, heard nothing but amazing things. Uh, and thank you everyone for listening. Cheers. Yeah. yeah, man. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.